This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. Our topic today may seem a little bit uh, uh, different than my usual Christmas message. And the reason for that is because 2020 has been a little bit of a different year. Has anyone noticed that? You know, usually we've got a big kitchen potluck dinner going on in here and we're slinging food we're we're hugging and all sorts of stuff we're getting in each other's bubbles it's you know and i miss that that'll be back next year that you know the food is coming back who loves the food all right now you don't just come to church on the free food days right you're not that crowd. Okay, we got some of them, but that's not you guys, all right? Uh, hey, I grew up a pastor's kid, and so we knew the people that would be there when there was free food, and then we wouldn't see them again until the next, you know, dinner. But anyway, that's none of you guys. You guys are, you're on, you're good. But the topic today is a little bit different. There's, there's one word that I want you to, to, to get out of everything we're saying today, and it's this word, seed. We're talking today about seed, and that's like, well, that doesn't sound like much of a Christmas word, and it may not sound like a much of a thing to you, but seed is one of the most powerful things in all of creation. In fact, nearly every living thing that you see comes from a seed. The trees do, the vegetables do, the, 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 the fruit does, and even human beings come of seed, right? I'm not going to explain all that, but you get that, all right? And so there's seed that is planted, and it is a powerful thing. In fact, it's such a big thing that way back in Genesis chapter 8, God said, as long as the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest. He said, this is one of those things that will never go away. You will always be able to plant a seed into the ground and under the right conditions, always reap a harvest that will never go away. I mean, we're getting food mostly the same way that we've always got it, at least the healthy food, right? Some of you are eating those Doritos. That, you know, that didn't come from seed, you know, you know, don't raise your hand, but we know who you are, all right? And so, listen, but, but food, you're planting a seed, and then it grows out of the ground. There's a time for harvest, and God said it would always be that way. In fact, seed is such an important thing that one of Jesus' most famous parables is the, the parable of the farmer sowing seed, the sower sowing the seed. In fact, Jesus said that that parable is such an important one that if you can understand that, you'd understand everything else that he was telling them. And that was in Mark chapter 4. And so it's no wonder when God places such an emphasis, such a such a, a big deal, makes such a big deal out of seed, that when the world is in bad, bad shape, he sent his best seeds that he had. He sent his only begotten son, Jesus, his seed into this world to change things. Now, one thing that about seed, and we'll get into this, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but sometimes it takes a while. You don't just throw some seed out there. Next thing you know, you've got a great big thing on your head. In fact, um, one one thing that I, our family every year, we love to go to Sequoia National Park, and we love to see these trees. You know, they're a couple thousand years old. They're hundreds of feet tall. Maylee put that picture on the screen for him. So this is my favorite tree in the world. You're like, you have a favorite tree, you're a dork. I have a favorite tree in the world. And, and it's the General Sherman tree, and it's over on the Kings Canyon side of the National Forest. But this is the second largest tree in the world. The next largest one's a couple miles away, so the, the General Sherman tree. But the General Grant tree is 267 feet tall. That's really, really tall, especially if you're standing up next to it. The base of the tree, it's hard to see there, is 29 feet wide. 
It's it's huge. It's a massive, massive tree. Show the next picture. All right. This is us standing next to it. And this is my uh, in fact, you can't see. But but my little tiny brother Joe's in that picture. Little bitty Joe is right in the back there. So my buddy. And so cute little guy. Doesn't he look cute there? All right. And so little Joe, little Joey's there. And uh, anyway, and so this is us next to the tree. But this giant tree It didn't just show up one day like that. Do you understand that? They didn't just walk through the forest like, where did all these massive... This tree started from a little tiny seed about the size of uh, of a piece of oatmeal. A tiny little seed, but under the right conditions, planted into the right ground, it grew up over a very long period of time, 267 feet. In fact, it's the second largest living thing in the world, only next to the General Sherman, which is the largest living thing in the world. Okay. And so it's a powerful thing when we recognize that God said, I'm going to, I'm going to make this seed thing happen in Genesis. And it's always going to be that way. As long as there is a planet earth, there will be seed time and harvest. And so I want to talk to you today pretty quickly about Three different things regarding seed. And then we've got something big in store here at the end of the service that we'll get to in a minute. All right. So let me pray. And then you promise me that you'll pay attention for just a few minutes here. Promise. Okay. All right. Be good, boys and girls, because, you know, Christmas Eve's coming up. And you know what happens on Christmas Eve, right? I don't know. Oh, you know what? (laughs) All right. My mom's heckling me from the front row. All right. I'll stop. I'll stop. All right. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus name, we thank you, Lord, so much that we get to be together in your name, not in my name, not in the church name, not in somebody else's name. We are gathered here in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray today that as we open the word of God, you'll speak to us. You'll tell us what we need to hear, not what we want to hear. You'll change us and you will encourage us and you will build us up for the days ahead. We love you. We thank you in Jesus name. Somebody say amen. All right. Number one is this seed always works when planted and cultivated. Seed always works When planted into the right ground and cultivated. And so what I want you to do here is flip over to Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah 55. And we're going to look at verses 10 and 11. Isaiah 55 verses 10 and 11. Amen. Amen. Isaiah 55 verses 10 and 11. And this again, it it, it has some very definite terms on these verses. So Isaiah 55 and verse 10, it says, the rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. Amen. There's the water. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. Who knows that Jesus is the word? John 1, 1. Jesus is the word. It's the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit it will accomplish all i want it to and it will prosper everywhere i send it now notice right there it says when he sends his word out when he sends his seed out how often does it produce fruit I mean, according to the scripture, well, I know it says that, but that's not my experience. I don't care what your experience is if it doesn't line up with the word of God. All right. I take the word over my experience any day of the week. And so it tells me right there that his word, his seed is sent out. It 
always produces fruit. It will accomplish all he wants it to, and it will prosper everywhere he sends it. Those are some very definite, no question about it words. Always, everywhere, all. It's always producing fruit when the word, when his seed is sent out. It prospers everywhere that it goes. And so if God's word is seed, think of how much power you have at your disposal. Every time you speak the word of God in faith in your life, you are you are sowing seeds. You are planting seeds out there faith-wise, spiritually, into your life. And so, you know, we've been speaking the word for a year, and that's something I strongly believe in. I like to read the Bible, which I do every day. There's not a day that goes by that I am not reading the Bible in the morning before everybody else wakes up. That's my thing. i got to do it before the kids get up because I love the kids. We love the kids, but they make noise. Anybody else, your parents, you notice that, that they tend to make a lot of noise, especially mine, it seems like. But anyway, so... So you got to get up, you got to read the Bible. But another thing that you got to do is speak the word of God. And so, listen, in fact, we talked about it Wednesday, Matthew chapter 8. There's this Roman centurion that comes up and says, Jesus, my servant, he's in bed, paralyzed. He's sick, he's dying. And Jesus says, fine, I'll come heal him. And the guy says, no, just speak the word only. All you've got to do, Jesus, is speak the word and he'll be healed. And Jesus said, my gosh. This guy has greater faith than anybody in Israel. He gets it. Speak the word only. And so if you're facing something right now, if you're scared right now at what you see going on in the world, instead of sitting there talking about the problem all day long, speak the word only. You can't go wrong with that. Why? Because it always produces fruit. It always accomplishes everything that he sends it forth to do. And so we've been saying for years, Third John 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper, that you would be in health, even as your soul prospers. I didn't start doing that when COVID was invented. I started doing that 20 years ago. Psalm 107, verse 20, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. I didn't learn that last week. I learned that 30 years ago when I was a wee lad and my parents taught me this stuff. Listen, you have got to learn that the word is seed and the seed always works when planted in the right ground and cultivated. In fact, we don't know a lot about, you know, planting seed out here in Barstow. We don't grow, we're not a big agricultural area, but I kind of grew up out in the country. And I remember the ground is so fertile, so good for growing things in Indiana. One time, I'm going to go back to Joe here, my brother Joe. He was out there in the yard eating a cantaloupe. I don't know, just out in the yard eating a cantaloupe. (laughs) And so we had some dirt that had been, you know, there's some loose dirt there and the ground had been dug for something. He's out there, like any good little redneck, eating him some cantaloupe. He spits the seeds into the dirt. It rains the next day, and it just drives those seeds down. Well, I don't know how long it was, but it seemed a few weeks later, a month later, I'm walking through the yard. There's a giant cantaloupe sitting in the middle of the yard. Like, what in the world is this? And I go to, it's attached and, and, and it grew because the seed, even by accident, it was planted under the right ground, got the right water, and it grew a wonder. It was a great cantaloupe, delicious cantaloupe, right there in the ground because as long as the earth remains, God said there will be seed time and harvest. Seed time isn't a complicated thing. It takes three basic elements. you got to have the seed. you got to have the ground. you got to have the water. And so seed time 
and harvest, he said it would be there as long as the earth remains. Now, let me take you to the New Testament, Galatians 6, 7. New Testament, Galatians 6, 7. We're getting somewhere with this. We're not just having an agricultural lesson today. We're going to actually get somewhere about Jesus on this. But Galatians 6, and we're going to look at verse 7. Who's glad they came to church today? Man, I'm like David. I, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. Galatians 6 and verse 7, New Testament here. It says, don't be misled. Well, some people apparently are misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. The King James says, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. But you will always reap what you sow. Well, 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 I don't know about that. God will not be mocked. He said it will happen. Now, in some ways, that's a very exciting thing. And in some ways, that could be very scary, depending on the seeds that you plant. If you're going around planting seeds of being a little hater, being a little, you know, being mean, sowing seeds of discord and gossip and negativity, well, you will reap a harvest on that. May not happen right away, but it is going to happen. On the other hand, if you've been out, like Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. You've been sowing seeds of peace. You've been sowing seeds of healing. You've been sowing seeds of, of blessing. You will reap a harvest on that because God will not be mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. You will reap a harvest on that. But here's the thing. You don't, you can't reap a harvest if you're never planting any seeds. Remember one time we were in financial need and I told, I was praying. I told Katie, man, I'm just, I'm praying to God. I'm believing for the harvest. And then she's like, okay, I'm with you, but have you planted any seeds? But, well, um, I don't, I, well, I guess not. And here I was foolishly praying for harvest with no seed in the ground. What if a farmer just goes out and there stands at the dirt? One of these days, man, it's coming. I'll tell you what right now. I don't know, but it is a coming. Well, what kind of seeds you plant? I didn't plant any seeds. I'm just out there, you know, believing for harvest. You know what I mean, man? Listen, that doesn't work that way. you got to plant some seeds if you're going to get a harvest out of it. And so you got to plant seed, and it always happens, sometimes quicker than other. But you will reap a harvest, or else God would have to be mocked. And you are not going to mock the justice of God. You will always reap what you sow. And so point number two is this. Seed usually takes time, so plant in advance. It's just a great idea as a Christian to always be sowing seeds. Seeds of all sorts of of ways. I mean, sowing seeds all the time. Good seeds out there into other people's lives because seed usually takes some time for the harvest, so you need to plant in advance. How weird would it be for a farmer to, you know, get up like, Man, you know what? I'm hungry today. I think I want some carrots for dinner. Let me go plant some real quick. But man, if you wanted carrots, you should have started months ago. You're not just going to go out there and plant them at noon and by dinner time, you know, have some carrots on your plate. You're going to have to go to the store, man, because you didn't plant in time. Seed takes a little time for the harvest to come, so you need to plant in advance. And I'm going to say this. One reason that, again, nothing I say is belittling anybody, so get that out of your mind now, but one reason that I haven't lived in fear this year, my family, our house, our church, I have not lost one second of sleep, and I don't, I mean, I'm totally serious about that. Not lived in one minute of fear is because we've been planting seeds of the Word of God about healing for years, 
and years. I'm not scrambling right now. To, oh, my gosh, I know there's some verses in here about healing somewhere. I, I know they're in there. Man, we've been planting these seeds for years and years and, and studying about healing for years and years and years and years. When, question, when's the right time to prepare for a storm? Before it arrives. You know what I mean? You know, you see these people down in the south and they've got these hurricanes coming in and, and the smart ones either, you know, evacuate if it's going to be a real big one. But at least the others, they prepare before it gets there. It's really hard when there's 200 mile an hour winds to be out there boarding your windows and laying the foundation and trying to and trying to stop the water when it's already raining two feet. Now, I mean, you know, better late than never, I guess. Might as well try something. But it's a lot better to prepare before the storm ever even gets there. And so when, you know, when I had leukemia, my parents didn't start, that wasn't when they started studying healing scriptures. They did not start studying the Bible about healing once I got sick with cancer. They've been studying the Bible about healing for years when there wasn't anybody in the household that was ever even sick. So I'm encouraging you right now as a Christian, those listening online, those here that you need to start whatever it is that you have need of in your life. For one, start getting the word on it. But healing, especially healing, anything else. Well, I don't feel sick at all, man. I feel start laying that foundation in your life right now. And then when the big bad wolf comes and huffs and puffs and says, I'm going to blow your house down, you're going to say, no, you're not. Because in the name of Jesus, I resist you and you have to flee at the name of Jesus. You'll already know. You gotta be prepared and think ahead. And that's what I'm talking about, about seed. I'm already planting seed for what I want in 2021. And so let me show you another verse here. You're already in Galatians 6. Let's look here at verse 9. Galatians 6 and verse 9, because the seed has to be planted, but the harvest always comes. And it always seems, God always knows when the right moment is. Galatians 6 and verse 9, it says, And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Or the King James says, if we faint not. You shall reap if you don't give up, if you don't lose heart, if you faint not, but don't grow weary and well doing. Well, what is this referring to? This is telling us that sometimes... It takes a little bit of time before due season comes. Well, when's due season? I don't know. I'd love for it to be, well, April 22nd every year is due season. Just mark that on the calendar right now and be prepared because due season shall come. None of us know. But I do know this, that it does exist, that it is real, and that we shall reap in due season if we don't give up, if we faint not. But we've got to have seed planted in the ground when god wanted some things to change on earth he sent his son and planted that seed and that brings me to the third thing i'm saying today and that's this jesus emmanuel you almost forgot didn't all right emmanuel was god's best seed you know the verse, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Right? He gave his only. It's not like he had a whole lineup of, well, we've got Jesus and we could take this one here and we got little Jimmy over here and, well, and there's Bobby and, and, uh, well, what is, he, his only 
begotten son, that means it, Jesus is the most valuable, precious, the very best thing that God had to give into this world. He gave. He sent his son, his best seed, the very best that he had. He sent Jesus into this world. And I like how Peter put this in first Peter chapter one, first Peter chapter one. I love the way that Peter put this first Peter chapter one and verse 23. Check this out. But but I'm just if I could get anything across to you today is this. No matter if things are perfect right now in life or if things are rough as a Christian, you have got to know the power of planting seed, because when we plant seed, harvest always comes. Well, I, I know. And, and one of, I mean, one of the most foolish things that I hear any Christian say is this is, well, I give, but I don't ever expect nothing in return. That's stupid. Now, listen, the reason that I, I don't the, the, getting something in return is not the reason that I give. OK, I don't give just to get something back. But according to Luke six thirty eight, it says, give and it shall be given unto you. Right. And it tells us that you reap what you, there's, I mean, we could list a dozen scriptures that say when you sow seed, when you're a giver, that it comes back to you. Now it's foolish, and I think it's false humility to say, well, I know I give, but I'll never expect nothing in return. That is, that's foolish. That's stupid. I give out of a right heart, number one, because I love God, number two, because I love the people I'm giving to, but I am fully aware of spiritual laws, and there's a spiritual law of seed time and harvest, and I realize that if I'm helping others in their time of need, God is going to send somebody and send help in my time of need also. So never again say something, well, I don't never expect nothing back. That means you don't expect the word of God to work in your life, and that is a fool. Thing to do and say. All right, I'm going to get off that soapbox. There we go. We get with that? Okay. All right. So, First Peter 1:23 in the New King James it says, "Having been born again, who in here is born again? Mm. Not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible." Through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. What is that talking about? That's talking about Jesus. In other words, Jesus is the incorruptible seed, the perfect seed. I wasn't born again of if I was born again by some person. Well, that would be corruptible seed because we're all corruptible. We all none of us are perfect. If I was born again be, because I had a bunch of money, well, money's no good. I don't corrupt. But, but I was born again. I was made alive through the incorruptible seed, the perfect seed, which is the word of God. Now, one really cool thing that I love about planting seed on the spiritual realm is this, is that you may plant oranges and sometimes God will bless you back with apples if apples is what you need at that time. You know, in, in the natural world, you know, you, you plant orange seeds, you're going to grow an orange tree. We have a lemon bush at our house and, uh, and I didn't know you could grow those in Barstow, but hey, I moved into the house and I had a lemon tree and lo and behold, it's got like a hundred lemons on it right now. And so anyway, if you need lemons, I know a guy, I will hook you up with a great deal. All right. <laughs> Anyway, I'm kidding. I don't, I'm not in the lemon selling business, but, but anyway, I kind of look like it. I look like a car salesman or something, don't I? I don't want to give you TMI, but this suit is paper thin too. I mean, I'm like, I walked outside this morning. I was like, whoa, jeez, whoa. I should not have, it is freezing in this stupid thing. I don't know. But, uh, praise God. I, I'm trying, got to spread. I went to get a coffee this morning and the girl brings the coffee out. She's like, whoa, what happened? What happened here? What are, I'm like, 
Spreading Christmas cheer, lady. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my part, man. Hey, times is tough. People need Jesus. And I'm, so, but praise God. Uh, you gotta do what you gotta do. So, one thing about the spiritual is, hey, you can plant one thing to help somebody else out, and God can bring something totally different that you need into your life. Well, I don't believe that. I think about the, the, the woman from Shunem, the Shunemite woman, uh, back there in 2 Kings chapter 4, and she made room. I'm not turning there, but you can mark that down and go there. Uh, so the prophet Elisha would come through her town and, 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 you know, she loved him and her and her husband and thought, you know what? We ought to take, he never have any place to sleep. So they did a room addition. They added onto their house to take care of Elisha. And so Elisha's like, man, you know, what, what a great gift. What a great seed this, this lady has done, you know, done for me. And so he finds out that she's got money. She's rich. It says, it flat out says she was wealthy. So he, he couldn't, she didn't need any money. He wasn't going to pay her back in money, but she had one need. She had never been able to have children. She was barren. And what she wanted more than anything in this world was to have a son. And so Elisha, you know, paraphrase says, you helped me out with what I needed. Now God's going to help you out with what you need. By this time next year, you'll be holding a baby boy. And guess what? It happened. Now, the scripture clearly indicates and tells us that because she sowed the seed and took care of Elisha, the prophet's need in one area, she didn't reap a room addition back. She didn't reap a new house back. That's not what she needed. But what she needed was something totally different. She sowed that seed over there and she got back what she needed in her life in a totally different area. And I can't think of how many times I've had a random blessing show up. I'm like, man, praise God, where'd that come from? And God reminds me, you know what? Way back then you helped so-and-so out with what they needed, and now this is coming back to you when you need it right now. Why? Because seed time is real. Harvest time is real. And it will always work naturally and spiritually as long as the earth Remains. There shall be seed time and harvest. And so I'm going to quote one more verse to you, and it's Isaiah 55:10. We looked at it earlier. Just kind of them throw it on the screen. I read it in the New Living earlier. This is the New King James. It says, "For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater." Now there's a time to be the sower and there's a time to be the eater. You know, those are both good biblical things. But notice. God will get seed to the sower. And I believe sometimes that's why God can trust some people with some things, finances and other things, more than others, because they're sowers. God will find a way to get seed to the sower because he knows they're going to sow that seed. There's a time to eat it and there's a time to sow it out there. And there, and God knows how to get seed to the sower. And I think of it this way. Maybe you've heard this old quote. You teach, you know, if you give a man a fish, you fed him for the day. You teach him how to fish, you fed him for a lifetime. Right? I mean, it's great to, you know, somebody give you a fish for the day. And like, well, hey, that, that takes care of today. But then tomorrow you got to figure something out all over again to get fed. But when somebody teaches you the principle, when somebody teaches you that law, you can sustain yourself. You can live off of that for the rest of your life. And so what am I getting at? Well, we've been blessed very big time as a church this year. I'm not going to lie. When uh, when everything went down, when things got hard, a couple of things happened. First of all, our church family was very faithful with their tithes and offerings. Even when the church was closed for two months, they kept bringing them in. That helped a lot. 
because I know a lot of pastor friends that that was not the case. And churches are closing down all over the United States right now. Statistically, one out of every five churches in the U.S. will be permanently closed. Statistically, I'm not, I'm praying for a different thing, but just statistically, by the end of, I think, 2021 or 22, they wouldn't be able to sustain the losses they've endured. Well, our church family, you, you guys, have faithfully just done what you've always done, right? Right? And so God's blessed that. And on top of that, there's people that didn't take God super seriously or just kind of, you know, but then when, when, when it all kind of, you know, hit the ceiling, so to speak, back in March, people are like, you know what, we better start doing things God's way. So the others kind of kicked in and started doing what they would have done or should have done all along. And it's been a great year for High Desert Word Center. We've grown. Uh, you know, I say this to give glory to God numerically, and we know our, we ask people to stay home right now that can't be here because of other reasons, and so I'm glad the building isn't packed out right now. That's not my goal during this season, all right? Get to the other side that I want to, you know, wall-to-wall people, you know, next year, but for right now, that's great, but financially, God is blessed, and so what I'm, I'm coming to something with this. I'm, I'm, I'm coming somewhere with this right now. Um, I'm like, what could we do? For the people of High Desert Word Center this year, you know, it'd be one. We could do a charitable deed, right, and just give everybody something and and give you a, a one day thing, and you know, praise God, you know, give you give you twenty bucks and say, hey, this was extra this year. God bless you. You could go down to Jack in the Box or you know Del Taco, and there you go, it's gone. You know, you got a taco out of it. Praise God. Jack in the Box, you know, you get two for a dollar, but you could get several tacos. Anyway, anyway, all right, so, you know what I'm saying. All right, so. But what if, what if, we're praying about this, what if we gave the congregation, not, not some charitable gift, not, not a, not a handout, what if we gave you guys the gift of seed? What if, what if we took what the extra we had and we gave everybody in here something, you know, again, I could give you something that you could, you know, go blow in one minute or we could give you something that will set you up for the whole next season, the whole next year. And I'm telling you, it's a lot. In fact, Acts 20.35 says, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, if you've only been a receiver your whole life, we're like, oh, I don't get that. But if you've been a giver, you realize, I'd a whole lot rather be the one that has the resources to be the giver than somebody saying, could somebody please hand me out some? Could somebody? And so... What we've done, this is from direction of the Lord. This isn't just some quirky idea we had. And this is, I've never been able to do something in this. We've never been able to do something like this, but I'm excited. We took all the extra money because we canceled Christmas dinner. We had a a good amount of, of money from that, that people had given extra. And what we've done is we've gone out. We went to Walmart. I went there the other day, talked to the manager and all this stuff. And we got a whole stack of, well, $1,400 worth of $25 gift cards to Walmart. Because when you live in Barstow, a Walmart gift card is straight cash, homie. Am I right? <laughs> oh, what else we got? That's, that's, all, that's what we got. So anyway, what we're giving to each household in here, all right? And this is from God, man. This isn't something I thought of. We're giving every household what we want to give you is one of these gift cards. You're like, well, that's cool. And some people, that's, you know, a decent amount. Some of you, that's like, well, that's not very much. Add to it. Put something else with it. But what we want you to do, we want you to take this gift card, this gift of seed 
find some, maybe you already know somebody, maybe you're going to have to go looking, but we want you to go plant this seed into somebody else's life that needs it. And I, I'm so excited about this. And you're like, well, you know, we, we need right now. And, and I mean, if it's absolutely dire, you know, keep it for yourself. But what I would encourage you even more than is for you, this will be a fish for just today. But if you can get some seed into the ground, you're going to be setting yourself up for the whole next season. You've got to get seed into the ground. Amen. And so I'm super excited about this. God, we've been able to do so much extra this year just to give to the hospital, give to this way and do other things because of God and because of our faithful church family here. And it's been incredible. But right now, what I'm going to have happen, because what greater gift to give out than the gift of seed, the gift of seed next year, 2021, you're already setting your year up on the right direction because Man, for some people, you may give this to them, and they're like, well, that's cool. It's a little bit of money. That's nice. For some people, it's the gift of encouragement. They needed this encouragement because you're going to put it in a card. You're not just going to drive by their house and fling it out like a Frisbee and bless you. No, I mean, come on. Do, do something nice. Get creative. Do something, all right? Put it in your Christmas card or, or write a note or, or do something cool with it. I mean, you know, I'm not on Pinterest. I'm not one of the women, but but think of Go find something cool to do, all right? Uh, anyway, so... Ushers, these guys are, they're washed, they're clean, they're sanitized, all right? But per household, each household, I want you to, uh, an usher is going to give you a gift card at this moment. This is the gift of seed for the next year. I'm going to have Josh come on up and, uh, and we're, what, we want to set you up for prospering this coming year. We want you to be set up for somebody helping you in your moment. So each household, you know, if you're a household and I know you're not going to cheat, raise your hand if you're per household and Robert and the boys, the ushers, they're going to give you one gift card per household. And if there's leftover, I guarantee you, we will track somebody down that needs it. This isn't going to us. This isn't going to waste. We are sowing seed this year, but we're giving out the gift of seed. And so seed the reason we did it, seed time is powerful. Seed time is a big deal. Seed time is huge because God said it's always going to be here and it always works. You will always reap a harvest when you give out seed. You've got to get seed in the ground. You've got to get seed in the ground. You've got to get seed in the ground for 2021. Can I ask everybody to stand up with us together today? Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org.